Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast, where we help you prepare for your next trip to Hawaii. Discover the experiences, businesses, and stories that make Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Welcome to another episode of Hawaii's Best, where we help prepare you for your trip to Hawaii. I'm Brian Murphy, the owner of Hawaii's Best, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. And whenever you are listening to this episode, I hope that you are having a great day. A lot is changing and has changed in regards to travel to Hawaii. And I'm going to be unpacking that on a future episode, actually in just a couple days. So the date of this episode is June 30th, 2021. And in a couple days, I'm going to be releasing another episode that's uh, just all about travel and how to travel to Hawaii. There's a lot of things happening coming July 8th, 2021 that you need to be aware of, especially if you live on the mainland of the U.S. But on this episode, I am joined with Joshua Martinez, who is the founder and director of photography for Hawaii Media Collective, a media company based on the island of Maui. And in our conversation, we talk about Joshua's pivot and vision for starting Hawaii Media Collective or HMC during the pandemic and what that was like for him, his wife and and his business partner. We also get to hear his heart and helping motivate others to jump in starting their business, but also to inspire young entrepreneurs who feel limited because of their age. We also get to learn about Joshua's journey from being born and raised in Puerto Rico to his move to Maui and how it was for him and his wife acclimating to the new culture. And towards the end of my conversation with Joshua, he offers some of his favorite places to eat on Maui, which is always super important, and how to support local when you're there. And also the current situation in regards to travelers on the road to Hana. The biggest thing being the problem with traffic and parking. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And also he gives a special offer to Hawaii's best listeners that can be found at hawaiimediacollective.com slash Hawaii's best. So a little bit more about Joshua before we jump into the conversation. Joshua is an advertising and commercial photographer with more than seven years of professional experience. Known for his product, food, and lifestyle work with some of Puerto Rico and Hawaii's top hospitality brands, which include St. Regis, Ritz-Carlton, Marriott, Weston Maui, and Grand Wailea, just to name a few. With a peak attention to detail, Joshua communicates any idea or task at hand. I can't wait for you to meet Joshua and hear more about his story as he offers some of his tips to photography and also when visiting the island of Maui. So let's go ahead and head on over and talk story with Joshua from Hawaii Media Collective. Joshua, thank you so much for coming on Hawaii's Best. How are you doing today on this Friday? It's a beautiful day out. Had my morning run, then took out my little guy for a walk, had my morning coffee, and we're, we're set for the day. I got my, my green juice happening, so we are good to go. So you're on Maui, and love to hear a little bit about the story on, were you born and raised on Maui? Did you move to Maui? What's the story behind that? You know, it's interesting. I feel that, you know, there there are two types of people on Maui and Hawaii in general. There's people who were born and raised there and there are people who landed on the island and stayed. And I'm kind of on that boat. 
I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico. In short, I was working for a photography company there. Oh, in Puerto Rico? Yeah, in Puerto Rico. Did good things for them there. The owner is a very good friend of mine. 2017 came and Hurricane Maria hit. The property I was at completely destroyed. Obviously, I didn't have a job. Oh, wow. My fiance and I were there and, you know, our wedding got canceled too. It was three days after the hurricane hit. So a lot of stuff happening together. Yeah. And then my, my friend, business owner of this studio, he reached out and said, Hey, Josh, we got a position open on Maui. It's yours if you want it. Expenses paid for you and your fiance. And there I am, 21-year-old me <laughs> with my fiance. I'm like, you know, we, we don't have any debt. We, we don't have any responsibilities. Yeah. Heck yeah, let's go. It was my first time in Hawaii, but it was my, my wife's first time traveling. She had done short trips, but nothing to that scale. So obviously a lot of changes. This all happened within a week and a half since the hurricane hit. Oh wow. And you know, time difference, trying to find a place to rent, yeah. not having too much time to speak with people. So anyways, we made it to the island. We have a place to stay, not knowing anything, not knowing how the culture is, how people are. It was starting fresh. I started with this same photography company. They have branches around the state took care of a branch on the west side of the island, flipped that branch around, turned it to what it is today. And then a few years later, I took over their branch at Gran Walea. And same thing, just rebound the spot. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, you know, we were all laid off. I was on that boat too. And that's kind of how we got to HMC today and how we stayed on the island. And from meeting other people... They, they either arrive to the island and everything goes well and they stay. And then there's other people who come and they try and the island just kicks them out. Like, no, it's not for you. <laughs> so thankfully, we were on the boat that we're okay. Yeah. You know, everything worked in our favor. And, you know, almost four years later, we got two Maui-born babies. Uh, well, one Maui-born baby, second baby's on the way. Yeah, we're just beyond blessed to, to be here and call this our home. That's amazing. Going back to 2017 in Puerto Rico, obviously family was there. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. All of our family are in Puerto Rico. My wife and I are the only two this far away. So big change. But, you know, we had their support. Ultimately, that was number one for us. And they just now have an excuse to come over to this side. (laughs) (laughs) What was that transition like? For us coming from Puerto Rico, you know, we, we, we have what we're used to, right? Beaches, yeah, sure. sunshine, heat. Uh, ultimately, we just miss food and, and people. <laughs> yeah. um, those are the two big things. That always comes uh, getting, back to that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting, you know, food in Puerto Rico is way different than, the, than food here. Over there is a lot of spices, you know, right. salty, a lot of pork fried stuff so coming to maui and switching to fish and you know veggies root vegetables a bit of a transitional phase there but you know our palates got used to it and now i can't have a week without having some poke or something some sirahi. <laughs> you said something interesting and maybe as we kind of get more into this we can unpack it a little bit but moving to maui you may mention like sometimes the island will kick you out. Like maybe unpack that a little bit. What uh, What's kind of behind that? Yeah. Uh, so I guess each person kind of has their own twist of, of how things went wrong with them. Yeah. It's just, you I, you know, right, if 
doors open and opportunities come up in a way that positions you to, to be stable. And also that you, you're able to connect with the culture, right? You feel, you feel, you know, welcomed by people around too. And then just through the people we met, you know, coming over, not knowing the outs and abouts on the island, just having people that were so willing to share local mm-hmm. knowledge on, hey, you know, you should really do this. I, I remember even the first day when we got here, we ate at a restaurant called Kimos, and I went to the bathroom and I said, Wahine and Kane. And yeah. there, I'm standing there confused, like, <laughs> where do I go? Because I didn't have any right. graphic. It was just a text. And then I go to, to one of the servers. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I want to go to the bathroom. I just moved here. It says this and that. You know, where do I go? She's like, oh, you got to Kane. If you're going to live here, you got to remember all that stuff. Right. And, you know, it's just small things that people are so willing to share to make things smoother for you. Like, if you move to the island and you see that people come up or people, you know, come to your life that are so willing to do that, you know, those are relationships that are going to really help you stay on the island. And as you're, you know, open-minded to take all these things to adapt to them in respect of the culture of the island, then things are going to go smooth your way. But if you come and you're not as willing to adapt to change and adapt how things run on the island, that's when it can be a bit more, you know, not so much in your favor. Same can be said, and as we get into this, for people just traveling for, you know, a week or two on vacation or or, or whatever. So I'm curious how you even got into photography. Something that not many people, well, some do, some of my close friends do, but not many people know. In Puerto Rico, there was one pioneer who started the film industry over there. His name is Juan Ebiguet. And he's my dad's grandfather. And in short, he basically brought one of the first cameras to Puerto Rico. Wow. And he created one of the first film firms in Puerto Rico. And he basically took care of kind of these short commercials in the old movie theaters. But what he's really known for is he made the first movie with sound in Puerto Rico, produced and and created there. Yeah, so That's you know, wild. it's just yeah. yeah, it runs it runs in the family on my dad's side. A bunch of architect, landscape, you know, designers, interior designers, musicians, cinematographers, and I was always connected to to and, and appealed to that artistic stuff. Being honest, when I was in high school, I wanted to be an engineer. Like I got accepted to top you know universities in Puerto Rico, you know, in my MIT, the whole thing, but. I, I don't know. I just, I felt that I needed to share how I saw things, figured, you know, camera is going to be the best way to, to go about it. And having that background in the family, that, that feel to see things differently, I just decided to do the, the loop. I'm like, mom, I'm not going to do engineering. I'm going to do photography. I went to school for graphic design with a minor in photography and then just slowly started taking opportunities, pro bono stuff, just really polishing my style and how I wanted to approach photography. Because it's, it's similar to, to medicine, and it might sound interesting, but, you know, there's a doctor, and that one doctor can't tackle, you know, OB, OBGYN stuff, cardiovascular stuff, you know, brain surgery. There's each 
individual specialty. Right. So it translates the same way to photography, you know, real estate, portraiture, families, weddings, commercial stuff. So just finding your niche, or in my case, just exploring the different sides of photography to find what I wanted to do. It's what really helped me to position, you know, years forward to today to really position HMC where it is. But that's kind of the backstory of how I was so intrigued by, by photography. And weirdly enough, I actually started doing film, you know, just short YouTube clips, me and my buddies being goofy in Puerto Rico. I mean, that worked for, for a bit, but then I really started getting into photography and exploring the work of OG photographers. 1836, you know, that was the first official exposure done. And it was an eight-hour exposure in France. And just exploring all these pictures and all these pioneers and kind of how they, you know, how they their minds worked and how they processed what they see and then how they translated that to picture was something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be able to do the same thing. So then how would you define your niche as you kind of described it? So my niche as a photographer, as a person, you know, not talking too much of HMC, mm-hmm. me, I enjoy doing portraiture, you know, headshots. Right. The thing that I love the most about headshots is being able to translate the person's story through the headshot. Like one picture I did back in Puerto Rico, I had this musician friend, you know, he plays piano. And I went to his house, you know, he has this one room where he goes to kind of detox and think these through and the piano really helps them kind of work with with all that internally and as a result of it he creates a new piano piece and the picture was it's a profile view he's sitting right next to it just looking out through the window and then you got just that moment being able to translate each person's story through the picture where you see it and you know somewhat what's going on it's really what makes me want to connect with people and and try to capture their story. For HMC, what we aim to do is just help brands share what they do. And it might seem too too wide of a concept, but being a business owner and for hotels, which is the, the, the target specifically that we're aiming, share the lifestyle feel of what it would be to arrive to the property. One of the recent photos we did for a West Side property was a drone picture overlooking at the, the beach and the pools. And we took it during sunrise specifically. So you saw the shadows of the palm trees on the sand, just giving you that. I'm, I feel like I'm there just by be, seeing the picture feel is ultimately what we aim to do. So with HMC, Hawaii Media Collective, there's a bit of a gap that I'd love to be able to kind of dive into. So you're, you're working at these resorts. Love to hear just from your perspective, the pivot to HMC. Certain things happen for a reason. And when the pandemic hit, you know, I was working with my former employer and for that entire year, I was wanting to do the jump and do my own thing because I knew the potential was there. I knew the market space was there. It's just salary is good, commission is awesome, benefits, oh my gosh, how can I let go of that on Maui? It's so expensive here. Mm -hmm. I guess that thought as I had my first kid, like, you know, if I do the jump, how soon will I start seeing revenue coming in? But they let me go and I'm on the spot and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I gotta do something. And I took a few months to decompress, kind of have a creative break, refresh the direction I wanted to go and 
during that time, I had connected with a former coworker. His name is Sam Tiller. He's awesome. He's kind of my, my video guy. He oversees those operations. And, and once they let me go, I give him a call and I'm like, hey, Sam, they just let me go. Whenever they let you go, give me a call back <laughs> and let's do something. <laughs> and it happened. It happened. And, and we got together early April, May and just started brainstorming. How can we create something? Like, obviously, you're good at what you do, which is video production. I'm good at photography, engaging with people, relationship building. Uh-huh. It's a good mix. How can we make it work? And June came around and we we're like, okay, Hawaii Media Collective. Cool. Let's basically create a space where local creatives can expand their talent and and their passion for photo and video. But for us, we just wanted to create option for people coming out of state to hear for corporate events who are similar to know that there's talent on the island that they can count on. Because during the time I was with hotels, I would see that most companies, you know, they brought people from outside, which is fine. You know, there's no, there's no bad in that, but there's so much talent here. Yeah. You know, why not support the island? And we wanted to create the opportunity for them to, to be able to do so and to be able to promote local economy. We want to help the money stay on the island, right? HMC, it started different than how it is now. We started with the initiative of helping local mom and pop shops with content generation. So when the boom hit back, you know, yeah. the touristic boom, they, they had content to show. Right. And we were, you know, we were thinking subscription based services. And to anyone who's listening, if you, if you taken this idea and, and go for it, do it. Uh, protect me with commission. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, but right, we, we, we started, we thought, okay, it'd be nice to help mom and pop shops. And we launched and we did a lot of pro bono stuff. We got our name out there, but revenue wasn't where we wanted it. Right. It was two of us. And I'm not kidding. In the first three months or four months, we made like 200 bucks or something. <laughs> Super <laughs> low. Yeah. So we're like, okay, obviously this isn't working. Um, let's see what else we can do. <laughs> yeah. Throughout that stressful time, like, okay, trying not to get discouraged. What way can we save this beautiful idea of HMC. Like, what can we do? Yeah. Where's the market void? And throughout that time, a few opportunities arose of working with hotels and helping them with, with marketing pieces. So I told my, my business partner, Sam, hey, what if we target hotels? Because the company we were with before, they target their own property and they do leisure family photos. And we're like, I'm not talking being on the hotels and do family because we, of course, respect the relationship we have with this other photography company. So then let's do marketing pieces for them, like social media, website. There's a space there for it. The first project Sam and I worked on was a corporate event and we loved it. We clicked so well and we vibed well too. We made this shift on January 2020. We made the official shift rebranded the website, Instagram. And, you know, here we are, a beautiful idea, a beautiful concept. We obviously have the talent and resources for it. We don't know who to share it with. Because, of course, we, we knew people in hotels, but three-fourths of them were kicked out or relocated. So we don't know how to get our name out there. So biggest challenge for us was finding our POCs, you know, our, our main people of contacts, and just slowly engaging with them. The biggest tool that I have to be able to do that, and I actually heard this on a podcast, was LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn was my, my biggest yeah. tool. I, for the first, for Q1 2020, first three months, every day, I would send about 100 connection requests, anywhere from 75 to 100. Boom, 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 boom. Same note. Hey, thank you for connecting with me, you know, XYZ. This is what we're doing. We would love to talk more about it with you. And from those 100 people, five got back to me, four replied with a thumbs up, and one person replied with an actual text. And slowly we were able to to engage with these people and as conversations grew, you know, opportunities came up. Hey, we would we would love to see your work. Is there any chance you could do this picture for us? And I'm like, absolutely, we'll do it on us. I have a very good friend. Her name is Lauren, actually. I think she, she had an interview with you at, at one point, Lauren Manuel from, from the Silva. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She mentioned no she had an interview with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's a, she's a very good friend. She was actually one of the first person people, I think actually the first who reached out back. Yeah. And from that moment on, and this can happen to anybody, like, I think a few days before she connected and, and we, and she also gave us a call. You know, I was already about to give up. I'm like, you know, I, I'm not having any luck. We're not getting on the map as we want to. Like, is this really going to be worth fighting for? I get chills when I think about this. She gave me a call and she's like, Hey, Josh, I love your concept. I want to give you the opportunity to show what you can do. And after that, we just pivoted. We started meeting people, engaging with other top tier meeting from HVCB. And it's just, Oh, went bananas after that from having an empty calendar. Like now we have so much stuff during the month, which is overwhelming at times. It's a seminar. It's a two-man job, but it's a good problem. It's a good issue. We're, we're getting stuff our way. And of course, what people don't see is that call came as a result of three months every day. Right. Messaging, following up. It's hard work, right? Long hours. Because as a business owner, you do everything. You do marketing, you do HR, you connect with people, social media, the whole thing. But it pays off. And if, if you're strongly suited to an idea and you think there's the potential and you see the opportunity, just keep trying, keep going. You know, yeah. All it takes is one call or one note or connecting with the right person. Right. I think what's incredible about that, and this is something that I hope we don't, you and I, but the collective, we... We don't lose a lot of those questions that we were asking ourselves last year. Like, what do I really want to do with my life? What am I really passionate about? And a lot of the conversations I was having and probably you were having too was a lot of people wrestling with, what do I want to do with my life? And I've been working in this job that I, I felt like was a thing I was supposed to do at that time. And that's probably true. And the benefits are great and blah, 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 and all that stuff and the 403Bs and all that. But then a lot of that was taken away for a lot of people during last year and are still are now. And that question that I just, I, I hope that we can continue to wrestle with that question because there's so many creatives and so much left to be done that I hope that people kind of press into exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's just finding that that right opportunity. People are going to say, you got to be realistic and think through X, Y, and C, and like all the possibilities of why that won't work. But honestly, everybody has their own vision of what being realistic is. Yeah, right. Up to an extent, it's, it's all made up. It, it's made right. up. It tailors to their thoughts. So make your own reality. If you want to do something, just go for it. And if you're sure that you can obviously 
tackle the, the, the tasks at hand that that's going to bring along with it. The only thing stopping you is yourself, just, you know, you versus you. And I guess my biggest fear is thinking what would have happened if I would have moved forward with it. The worst thing that can happen is you fail and then you try something new. 100%. I know you have something for Hawaii's best listeners, and I want to get to that. With HMC, you guys are doing mainly corporate events. You're partnering with resorts, capturing those types of experiences. Are you guys doing weddings or, and are you in that space at all? Weddings is something that we as a company are, are starting to test the waters on. Okay. And this is something I, I've told my, my business partner and I'm super open with it. You know, weddings and families, you know, I did them for a long time. But as a company, we're trying to partner with some of our friends who are wedding photographers. You know, we bring them in as contractors and that way we can give them business. So ultimately, that's kind of the, the, the way we're kind of fixing the whole wedding spectrum of HMC. Because again, initiative number one is to be able to provide fun work for our creative friends on the island. Right. So whenever me or Sam can't tackle anything, you know, we'll just pass it on to them, bring them on board as contractors, whatever. And they do what they love, they get paid and everybody's happy. That's where the collective comes into play, obviously. Right, right. I love that people move in and you know they have an eye and the talent for it they don't know where to start hey it's a good space to to start getting the the groove of it on the island just being able to provide that space me as a business owner and there's something that sam feels too it's just it's awesome because even when we came in of course you know we had our jobs but we wanted to do something for ourselves before the pandemic hit and it can be challenging at times to find the right spot or the right moment to be able to grow and meet people. So coming to a space where we already have connections and relationships ultimately with so many people. I'm sure you've done countless experiences and I'm sure there's there's tons of stories that stick out as memorable for awesomeness or for like, oh my goodness, I hope I never have to do that again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess, you know, a recent story is we helped uh, Four Seasons with a live stream for a client. And this is more of a kind of experience for, for growth than, you know, things we can shift on, on the company. And we were doing a live stream and similar to how I'm doing right now, I know the audience are only going to, the, they're only going to listen, but you're seeing me. So, you know, we, we did the same rig with the camera and we were going to have different people present on a Zoom call part of what makes the resort special to all the winners. So we had the mic, we had the camera, internet was connected, and we did like countless tests before to make sure everything went smoothly. And of course, we connect, everybody jumps on the Zoom, and the moment I had to turn the camera on so everybody saw the person in the resort, everything bunks. The computer freezes, the camera freezes, the microphone freezes. I'm connected on the phone and I'm not yeah. muted and I'm there on the back screaming, oh, this is not connected, this and why, and everybody's listening. And I'm looking at the salesperson and, you know, she's low-key freaking out but keeping it cool and, you know, I'm just scrambling back and forth and, you know, Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong and you just right. gotta, you just gotta take that in and take the best out of it and it'll keep you sharp, it'll help you do things differently in the future and 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 we did we recently did a pre-recorded live stream for the Palhana event for HTA on Western Maui and we pre-recorded the whole thing three camera setup 
And then we jumped another computer, merged it all together, and then they showed it on Zoom, and oh my gosh, perfect. So, you know, you do something, things might go wrong, and you learn from it, and, and you right. move forward. So just always taking the best out of those moments and having the, the mindset to grow from them and not being discouraged by them. Recently, we posed a question, like, what is one thing that you would want someone traveling to Hawaii to know? And there's the typical, don't honk your horn, don't do this, don't hike there, and stuff like that. And one of the ones that stuck out and I wanted to get your take on was, don't always have a camera strapped to you and always trying to get the shot. Like, you're you're doing a hike to just get the shot and to just post it on Instagram or whatever social channel. So in your opinion, where's the balance for you of capturing a moment versus being fully present and taking in a moment? It's awesome that you mentioned that because you would think that me in the field I'm at, you know, I would always be ready to capture everything. I go around hikes and honestly, I feel the same way. Just take in the moment, enjoy your surroundings Sure, you could take, you could snap a picture to show friends and family, but ultimately it's you and nature and the space and just enjoy the sound of the wind going through the trees, you know, the birds chipping, the water. Enjoy the, the moment. I don't take my camera when I go on hikes and stuff. No, I barely do. I, I use the camera as a tool for my business and of course for personal life. I'll snap pictures here and there on special occasions, but ultimately, it's all the experience. Who knows if you're going to be back on the island? It might be uh, your first time or, you know, you got married and the whole family shipped in to make sure you had an awesome honeymoon, whatever it may be. Just enjoy the moment. Time is so precious and it's so, at moments, not as valued as much. And you just got to enjoy every piece of it because you don't know when you'll have it. And a personal note that I'll add to why I think this way, my dad in 2013 was diagnosed with a neurodegenerative disease called Lou Gehrig's disease ALS like out of the blue you know one day he's fine another day you know boom a few years pass and of course the the whole disease you know it's just it, it deteriorates the body and my mom and I were ready, but he passed away and life can change so quick. You got to enjoy the little things and be present. If you travel to a new space, take that time also for personal growth learn from the culture and learn from other people's stories. If you're visiting to the island, it's good to eat in a, in a nice restaurant here and there, but try to go local. Try to, to not only support those smaller shops, but just experience what their day-to-day is. And two, come with an open mind come with the mindset to learn from the culture and to throughout the time you're here do things how they're done already don't don't redo the wheel don't try to push in what you're used to i think the main goal of traveling anywhere but mainly hawaii since it's so rich in culture is try to to learn from it as much as you can when you come could be as small as learning the meaning behind phrases or the you know the well-known chaka find the meaning behind chaka try to connect and enjoy the space you're at because you don't know what tomorrow might bring so make the most of the time you're here yeah i love that most of us are traveling out there and we we at least have our phones and we're you know with family and we want to snap that moment 
the best camera is the one with you. So what, if any couple tips would you give someone or point them in the right direction? Like just to maybe get a better composition or something on a, on your iPhone or whatever, would you offer any tips to, you know, that mom, that dad out there? Oh yeah. So biggest thing, you know, sunsets are, are the main picture that everybody wants. Cameras on the phones, they have their own brains. They're not going to know how you want to capture the picture, you know, the famous auto mode in, in, in the cameras. Uh, but iPhones and Androids have a cool feature where if you click on the screen, you're going to see a line pop up with kind of a sun icon. So you can click on it, hold it, and then push it down. And that's going to make the, the colors of the picture and the overall brightness dim down the exposure. Click on it, bring it down, and once the picture of the sunset or sunrise, it's to your liking, let go and snap the picture. And uh, you'll, you'll thank me later. <laughs> that one tip, right? Yeah, that uh, that the lock focus and exposure, that'll... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes a whole difference. <laughs> so someone's listening to this right now. What is something HMC can offer to Hawaii's best listeners? Yeah, so... We're happy to offer should you have upcoming wedding or an event or maybe you you are a brand owner and you need pictures and you have a product and you want to send them over. We're going to be offering a 10% off any project that you have, wedding related, product related, or you have an incentive trip. We'll give you that 10% off. Promo code will be HB2021 and then we'll move forward to taking care of you. Appreciate that. And yeah, definitely, if you're listening, we'll uh, link all that out. So be sure to look below this episode or go to hawaiisbesttravel.com slash episode 6868. And we'll be sure to link out everything there. Joshua, what's next as you're staring down, you know, the next six months or so of this year, 2021, what do you see what's next for HMC? You know, being from Puerto Rico, a long-term goal has been to be able to do work over there and provide a space for my Puerto Rican friends who are also creatives. I saw this being the next three, five years, but you never know who you're going to meet. And that's why even if you live here or wherever you live and you're starting something new, you never know who you're going to meet. You got to be at your best with everybody and not just because of what you're going to get in return more of. I had the pleasure of meeting this one person. He's the VP of a big kind of meetings firm and talking story with him. I, you know, we started, oh, I'm from Puerto Rico and this and that. And he shared some stories of when he visited and the conversation went to about where he said, hey, I got a program next year in Puerto Rico. Do you want to cover it? And I'm like, of course. So that's one thing that we're really excited about, you know, just thinking of the possibility of being able to cover an event over there and, you know, provide work for my friends is something that we're really excited about. Number two is, and this is still in the works, you know, it, it might happen, it might not, but I'm definitely excited. Just being considered to be this is most hotels and brands at a corporate level, they have approved vendors for content generation for their website, mobile apps, social media, marketing pieces. And so this one hotel brand, they don't have a specific media vendor to take care of Hawaii region. They always bring people in. And so we're on the works of possibly being that media vendor on island that, of course, understands the culture, the lifestyle, 
and can provide content more tailored to what people will expect once they come here. It's still in the works, but things are moving forward in the right direction. So huge, huge opportunity. That's awesome. We'll definitely stay posted on that. Anyone who comes on the podcast, Hawaii's Best is about people traveling to the islands and a lot of them for the first time. And being on the island of Maui, what are like some of your best places to eat? What would you recommend? I know the biggest place where most people stay at is on the west side of the island, yeah. Kanapali side. And oh my gosh, Front Street has so much to offer. I'd say my number one pick my wife and I go at least once a week, once every two weeks. We go to Down the Hatch on Front Street. They have these things called mermaid fries. It sounds weird, but man, it's like these loaded fries, but like melted cheese and bacon on them and spicy mayo. And it's just to die for. It's so good. <laughs> Big thing on Maui and Hawaii is shaped ice. Man, you got to try Ungulani's shaped ice. Yeah. on Front Street. Uh, th- that's a must. And if you can have mochi on top, it's kind of a Japanese sort of uh-huh. jello-y texture of the dessert. It's so good, but you got to go early because that thing goes out quick because it's so good. So you got to make the line early. But also, more on the smaller shops, on the Haina side, there's this breakfast place called Ono Grinds. They only take cash. There's like three tables inside. The lines go for, you know, the lines are super long because everybody wants to try it. Yeah. That's one place I would suggest to go. This might sound weird, but if you want to try poke, like really local, local poke, I just go to Safeway. And I've told this to my friends and they're like, yeah, totally. You know, just go to Safeway. You want to try poke, you know, it's made by local guys. It's local fish. It's catch daily. Yeah. If you really, really want to try what locals eat, you know, just go to the to small shops like that and you'll get a bit of, of that local taste. And then for those listeners who might stay on the south side of the island, Kihei is the spot to be. You yeah. know, so many good restaurants. There's a triangle over there. One of my favorite spots to, to have breakfast at is called Lava Rock in South Kihei. They got $1 mimosas my friends. It's so good. <laughs> and then a Kihei-born restaurant is called Coconuts. Another must-try. Their um, coconut shrimp, so good. Their fish and chips is awesome. It's my wife's favorite one. So definitely another spot to look at. Love it, man. Road to Hana. Right now, we're, we're recording this. It's like mid-June. A lot of people are traveling to Hawaii. A lot of people are on Maui. What advice would you give someone who wants to do Rodahana and how to do that respectfully? Yeah, Rodahana. And I think right now, people from there are being more serious and strict of things. So, you know, it's not to discourage anybody. Rodahana is beautiful. It's something you definitely need to do. There's two ways to go to, to Hana. You can do the back road, which they call divorce road because it's horrible. It's, you need, you know, a good car to go through. And then there is honeymoon road, which is the famous road to Hana, which is right. where all the views are and the whole thing. But you need to be one very, you know, hyper respectful to the people, to the land and to parking 
parking is the biggest thing right now with people at Rotohana. And here's why. Rotohana, you know, it, it's not like an abandoned space. People live there. And they commute to town. And even though it's far, some areas of Hana, you need big vehicles to go through. Like people might need a, a Tacoma or, you know, a, a Tundra, whatever, to get to their house. So big cars. Be respectful on where you park. You're going to find waterfalls along the way. And there are designated parkings. Don't park on the side of the road. If you park there, one, you're going to be fine. Two, if a local comes through, which they will, They're not going to be friendly. And three, you're blocking, you're making things difficult for people going through. So be respectful of parking. Don't park on the side of the road. If there's no space, keep going up. I mean, the waterfall's not yeah. going anywhere. Come back down later. Even along the side of the road, you, you might get a turnout. But a lot of those turnouts are for emergency vehicles and, and utility workers. Yeah. So to, uh, you know, be aware of that as well. Right. And I've, I've had the cases where I've been stuck in Hana for hours just because, yeah. you know, either one, there is an accident and cars park where they shouldn't have been. It makes things difficult for the ER team, medics, whatever to go through. Those turnarounds, some might be parking, some might not, because there is space intentionally created for these tour buses. You know, they're these commercially licensed people who do tours around to be able to turn smoothly and Yeah, just, just keep in mind parking. That's issue number one. Issue number two, you know, be respectful to the land, to the people. If you take stuff with you, take it back with you. Don't leave anything. Treat the land with respect. I think there's beauty in, in not only taking in all the good from your surroundings, but making sure that you, you respect where you're at. So just give the best image you can from mainland, right? Yeah. Be, come with love, come with kindness, Make the most out of it, enjoy it, but keep in mind that things might shift a bit depending how the conditions are. It might be rainy. If it rains, you know, water's going to go down the road. People are going to be slower. If you go late in the day, which is the number one mistake, don't go to Hana at noon after brunch. Don't do it. It's going to be traffic. It's going to be horrible. And then you're going to come back super late. But overall, just enjoy the time going up. But keep in the back of your head, you know, that respectfulness towards the people and, and the space available. Because there's still a lot of people in Hana who that's their livelihood, living off the land. So being mindful of that, too, and all the other things that you just mentioned there. Super important. Joshua, I totally appreciate you and taking your time. It's really cool to see what HMC has done and is currently slated to do. And I'm just excited about that. So thank you so much for coming on today. No, thank you for having me. It was a blast to being able to share my story and, you know, share island living, do's and don'ts for people visiting, but ultimately too, being able to share a bit my story for those who are just needing the push to do something new. I hope this can be that push. Go for it. Just focus on, on your goal, your concept and You know, money and all the good stuff will follow. Try to do things right always over anything and everything is going to fall into place. Perfect. Love that, man. We'll end it right there. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Aloha. Thank you again, Joshua, for coming on the podcast today. And one of my biggest key takeaways from my conversation with Joshua was just the re the re-reminder of pushing forward to what you know you ought to be doing or to know what you ought to be creating. And I think there's a stirring in each and every one of us 
that is something that is bigger than ourselves. So keep pressing into that. That's one of my biggest key takeaways. And also another big key takeaway was to please do some of your own research on the current situation on the road to Hana in regards to visitors traveling the road, parking, and traffic in general. So please be aware that if you are in Maui right now, or if you're planning to travel to Maui anytime soon. And again, I just want to say thank you, Joshua, for offering 10% off for Hawaii's best listeners. And again, you can go to hawaiimediacollective.com slash Hawaii's best, and he'll take care of you right there. And coming up in just a couple days, I'm going to be releasing a another episode that's going to be pretty quick. It's just going to be focused on the newest travel update and what to expect come July 8th. So stay tuned for that. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can follow, subscribe for free, obviously, and go ahead and do that. And you'll be notified when this next episode comes out in regards to the travel update. All right, friends. And until next time, be well. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe. For more information to help you plan your next trip to Hawaii, visit hawaiisbesttravel.com.